Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Two Roads Converge, where pop culture meets history. I'm your host, Morgan Hume, on this podcast where we explore the history behind different movies, music, writing, and other forms of pop culture, and its connection to us today. New episodes are released every other Monday. Like so many people, The Office is one of my go-to sitcoms to throw on the TV. I find it fascinating how although the series ended years ago, well, okay, I'm making it sound ancient. It only ended in 2013, but still, longtime fans still obsess over the series, and new fans are still coming along. To this day, I can't get enough of the petty pranks between Jim and Dwight and the lame parties in the conference room for seemingly every holiday. But if you're one of those people who has seen the show backwards and forwards, you know that there's so much more to the series than just watching people sell paper products at Dunder Mifflin. Today's episode will not only talk about the show itself, but the actors to come out of it, and other ways The Office has continued to live on since the series ended. If you like what you hear, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and leave a review about what you think. The office is set in an average, mundane office building in Scranton, Pennsylvania. The comedic series follows the everyday routine of the employees at Dunder Mifflin Paper Company, selling the most basic paper products. And the show also follows all the goofy ways they do whatever they can to make the 9-to-5 life a little more exciting. It's a documentary-style TV show. So, as the characters are taking conference calls and having meetings, they are constantly being followed by a camera crew. The characters are also constantly breaking the fourth wall, either talking to the camera or simply looking up whenever something odd happens. Before the show came to our TV stations here in the United States, there was a British version of the show that came first. It had an entirely different cast and was set in a new location across the pond, but it depicted the same storyline. In fact, both the British and the American versions shared the same scenes, including the classic prank where Jim puts Dwight Stapler in Jell-O. Although the British version of The Office only lasted two seasons, it was proving to have some potential. So, not before long, the American version went into production. The series, which stars people like Steve Carell, John Krasinski, and Rain Wilson, premiered in March of 2005. But before that first episode, there had to be some auditions to find the perfect people to play the lovable roles. The Office was created by Greg Daniels, Stephen Merchant, and Ricky Gervais, who also played David Brent in the British version, 
aka the OG Michael Scott. While they were the masterminds behind the basic plot, it was unknown in the beginning who would be bringing the story to life on screen. There were loads of people who auditioned for the show, but didn't make the cut, like Seth Rogen, Eric Stone Street, and Adam Scott. And then there were some who did make the cut, but not for the role they wanted. For example, Rain Wilson, who plays the awkward and dorky Dwight, originally auditioned for the role of Michael Scott. Could you imagine how different the show would have been if he was casted as Michael instead? Not sure if I would want Dwight to be my boss. But other actors seemed to hit it off right away, like John Krasinski. In some interviews, he said he felt chemistry between him and Jenna Fisher, who portrayed his love interest, Pam Beasley, from their first audition together. And you can see that they kept up that chemistry in every episode. And some cast members did more than just act. For example, B.J. Novak, who played Ryan, and Mindy Kaling, who played Kelly Kapoor, were writer-actors. So they were helping write the scripts on top of memorizing their lines. Some of the other stars took their shot at directing. B.J. Novak, Steve Carell, John Krasinski, Rain Wilson, and Ed Helms, who played Andy Bernard, all directed at least one episode. The main characters of the show, like Michael Scott and Jim Halpert, are supposed to have more of the viewer's focus. But as the show goes on, every character develops a distinct personality and sense of humor. By the series finale, not only are you sobbing, but you really feel like you're a part of the workspace and you've gotten to know the individual characters so well. And many more castmates maintain their friendships both on and off camera, like BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling, who have been close for years. Although they've dated in the past, as of now, they are simply really good friends. Novak is even the godfather of Kaling's daughter. Novak is also pretty close with Krasinski. Although the two have known each other since they were kids, they played Little League Baseball together and knew each other back in high school, since they both attended Newton South High School in Newton, Massachusetts, which is just outside of Boston. And they both graduated in 1997. And of course, we can't forget about Jenna Fisher, and Angela Kingsey, who played Angela Martin in the show. The pair recently started their own weekly podcast called Office Ladies, solely to dish about The Office and some of their best memories from behind the scenes. I'm Jenna Fisher. And I'm Angela Kinsey. We were on The Office together. And we're best friends. And now we're doing the ultimate Office rewatch podcast just for you. Each week, we will break down an episode of The Office and give exclusive behind-the-scenes stories that only two people who were there can tell you. We're The Office Ladies. The two are actually best friends in real life, which makes their show even more entertaining. After getting their big break on The Office, some actors went on to even more successful careers in television and film. For example, 
John Krasinski starred in and directed the 2018 horror movie A Quiet Place. He acted alongside his wife, actress Emily Blunt, and the award-winning film was successful enough to earn itself a sequel, which Krasinski is writing the screenplay for. It's scheduled to come out next year. There's also references to The Office beyond the world of television. The sitcom has been referenced in different songs, including chart-topping ones like Post Malone's Candy Paint, and not as well-known artists like Tom Rosenthal in his song Jim and Dwight. Of course, it's important to note that not every joke on the show is appropriate. Some of the show's material perpetuates stereotypes about race and sexuality that can be offensive for viewers. Especially in today's times, in the age of the Black Lives Matter movement, the Me Too movement, and in general, more and more people speaking out against offensive speech and behavior. It's important to recognize the line between humor and mockery or appropriation. But despite the good and the bad, The Office still has a huge fan following. And you can still buy loads of The Office-themed merchandise. There's Dunder Mifflin apparel, so you can pretend you're also a paper salesman. There's mugs that say World's Best Boss, similar to the one Michael has in Season 1. There's also The Office-themed board games out there. Maybe you can pick up The Office spin-offs of Uno, Clue, Cards Against Humanity, or Monopoly to spice up your quarantine. So, do you have a favorite episode of The Office? Who do you think is the best character on the show? Let me know in the comments or on social media, and you can follow this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Two Roads Converge for updates on the show and for some additional content. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please like and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. And I hope you were able to learn something new and that you'll join us right here again next time. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.